This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. Hello, Lols here. Quick little check-in for everybody who's listening is probably living in self-isolation right now. Just want to send you out some big love. I know I have some days where I feel on top of it all and pretty okay with it all. And then I have other days where I feel like I've wasted a whole day and get really guilty around that. Uh, And I just think it's kind of like uh, we've got to lean into this definitely letting go of control but also the ebb and flow of it all and I think it's completely natural to have some really good days and some days where you might doubt yourself or worry or get a bit anxious about how work's gonna look Uh, so I just want you to know you're not alone I've definitely had those days um, the goodies and the not so goodies and I just want you to know you're completely not alone And on a really positive note, we have got an incredible guest today. I completely fangirled over him. I was so nervous at the start. I don't know if you'll be able to tell. I'm pretty sure you will be able to tell. His name is Max May. He's a wonderful makeup artist and hair artist as well, actually. Hair artist, is that a word? I don't know, but it is now. But but Max May, he is self-taught completely. He's really passionate about drawing and painting. And in fact, he describes the face as like a canvas. And it's really interesting. I've been following him on Instagram for Yonks. And you see the way he uses his hands and his fingers to kind of blend when he's doing makeup. And it really does look like you're looking at an artist. This guy uh, travels the world with his work and he's got a really awesome vibe about him. He's a Capricorn too, so super earthy and grounded. I really hope you enjoy this chat with Max May. I was, like I said, fangirled and I'd been wanting to get him on the pod for Yonks. So we recorded this in January in Sydney and thank you so much, Max May, for jumping on the pod. It was a total honour to have you. Enjoy, guys. I'm so excited to have you here because I have always been a bit of a fangirl of the incredible Max May. Now, I when did we first meet, do you reckon? Uh, I mean, my first real memory of actually having a great conversation with you and connecting with you was with uh, Sophie. Oh, my goodness, yes. And we were in her hotel and I was getting her ready and you came to visit. With, like, green coffees and and green juice for it. And we just, like, had a really beautiful conversation about people and... I remember. What what, what were we talking about? Yeah, we were just talking about people and their generosity and when you meet someone that you just have this kind of amazing connection with and it feels so real but yet you don't really know them. You just know them from off the Instagram. Yeah, totally. 
and they are what you expected. Yeah. Because you were what I expected from what I saw. You were exactly like that person. Like, you know, when you go to a concert yeah. and it's like you listen to that person on CD, blah, blah, yeah. and then you get to the concert and you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> They don't sound like that yeah. at all. It's terrible. But then when you go to one where yeah. they do sound the same, you're like, whoa. Yeah, 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 blown it's away. It's like I'm in the CD. It's like I'm in yeah. the record. Yeah. And we were kind of talking about that and how you meet people and how people, you know, sometimes are like that, sometimes are not. How good and are then you? I remember when you left, I was to the sofa, I was like, that chick's real. Yeah. Do you know I still remember <laughs> from that day, Soph told me that as well yeah. after, but I, was, I remember you said, I'll tell you where the best coffee is. And straight away you sent me, because in Bondi you never know. It's a lucky dip. It's total lucky dip. It's not like Melbourne. (laughs) You can't just go anywhere. So from that moment I kind of like fangirled over you because I'd been following you on Insta for ages, but I'd been seeing you've been doing like all these like incredible kind of like Australian icons, Mm. makeup. And then as I was researching for this podcast, I was like, I didn't know he'd Rose Byrne. I didn't know like the, the list of all the kind of like, Mm. Incredible women that you've looked after is just yes. pretty mind blowing. Kylie, do you mean Nicole as in Nicole Kidman? Yes, really. I've had a go at pretty much most of the. I just really love like Australia, that Australian beauty, and I've really built my career off that. So, um, I really love those women, and when they are here, and I get that opportunity. Um, I think my style just works so beautifully with them because we remember them maybe, you know, as that Australian kind of identity and even though they've gone off and done their own thing. So I feel like that is, they're the, they're the women that people really remember it's funny. what I've done with them by yeah. rather than the internationals that come here. I mean, obviously, yes, like people within my industry, the fashion industry, love when I get my hands into those international people. But yeah. I just think for the everyday people, they are the ones that I find that people really relate to. Totally. And so from that moment that I started kind of like becoming an Insta fan of you, I was like, how do I get to work with this guy? How do I get to work with this guy? And I had a shoot coming up for Mitsubishi. Yes. And um, And we nailed it. We did it. We We finally got to do a shoot together. But my, it was really funny because the girl who was organising, the wonderful Em was organising the shoot and she was like, she called me up and she goes, You've got a shoot in Sydney coming up. And she goes, I'm going to make all your dreams come true. And I go, what? She goes, we're going to get Max. (laughs) And I was like, are you serious? She's like, we're going to do it. And so I remember that I still remember that morning getting up and being like, oh, my God, so scared. I was so scared that I got a blow wave before I went (laughs) to get my hair and makeup done with uh you. (laughs) But, um, But I was really nervous because, and this is what I'm so excited to explore with you, Yes, you are a hair and makeup artist and a very incredible one, but you're also your own brand and you've built this also like lifestyle blog as well where there's mm-hmm. like, well, beauty blog with a lot of like, I went down the rabbit hole of like I signed up to your blog and then I was like looking at all the different articles, but then there's YouTube, vids, everything, and then you're ambassadors, you're an ambassador for all different kinds of products as well. Mm-hmm. So you're a very fun person to learn from and yes. easy to kind of consume that content. So I went into that morning so nervous to meet you <laughs> properly. Like I know we'd cross paths and all that, but I was like, I knew we'd have a date. We had a day together that day. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was so nervous. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I think you told me. <laughs> I remember, and this is what I'm excited and not, it's more like really excited to kind of like unpack about how you talk mm-hmm. about the Australian woman and the people that you work with. 
for me, when I connect to someone, it's a feeling I get around them. Yes. And I remember being super nervous being in your presence but then going like within two seconds you were like sit down like you I was felt very comfortable I felt very safe in your presence and not yes. just like because you were doing hair and makeup but because I was like this is like I'm I'm okay to be myself I think that this is not the first time I've heard this I hear this a lot mm. and it's not that I try to make people nervous or anything but uh, I have been told this before uh, that I do, people are a little nervous when they arrive. Mm. Um, but I think my, my power or my magic or whatever it is, as what I do as a makeup artist, is that connection that I have with people. Yeah. Um, generally, I will choose who I work with. Yeah. I am oh, I'm going to take that as a compliment. And I, <laughs> you know, I, I have a feeling. For me, my job is very emotive. If I don't love the person and I'm not into it, I can see that reflecting in my work. So as I've gone through my career, I'm now at a stage where I really, like, do have a lot of say on who I'm saying yes to yeah. to work because if I have that connection, if I have that magic and you suddenly become really comfortable with what I'm doing and you're trusting what I'm doing, we can achieve something like different and yeah. extraordinary and more amazing and we both leave feeling amazing and great about it so yeah I do I have heard that before and um I am glad that I made you feel comfortable but now. that's a testament to you and and I think as well there's another side of any kind of whether it be makeup art hair what whatever it is where people coming to you to feel a certain way mm. you almost become a psychologist and I bet You've had moments where you're like, whoa, like uh, this person's really opening up to me. Has that happened? Totally. Yeah. Yes. Always, always. I, f I feel like my, I feel like 90% of my job is like personality. And if you get on with that person and you have that connection, 10% is really talent. <sighs> you know? Oh, come on. Though, you, you are so, you're so talented though. Look, if someone hates you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not going to work. You're going to hate what they've done on your face because yeah. you don't like them. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's the same. If I love you and I really like you and I'm really into you and I believe in what you're doing and I believe who you are, um, I can see that there's something bigger and better within my work and that's generally where my relationships have formed. So and I've cool. I've built those, you know, I clients love that just keep coming back. Yeah, I love this. This is, this is the way people should be doing business. Yes. Don't you think? <laughs> so my question is like uh, with a bit of Googling and researching, you mm -hmm. started off hair is that correct yes and then was it true you were like had this passion for painting and drawing, drawing. and then that kind of morphed into makeup yeah I started cutting my friend's hair yeah um and a lot of them were models and you know whoever's <laughs> <laughs> but you know they were obviously I was cutting I was obviously doing something cool with their mm. hair I had no training um, I love that we kind of just wanted a certain look and that was not really happening within the salon and I just yeah. started cutting there were um and there was a hairdresser that was quite um famous around at the time who who saw that and uh she was at me at me at me to start working with her I just couldn't think of anything worse than being a hairdresser though I mean no offense to hairdressers but you know working in a salon, salon yeah um and doing that day-to-day -day grind it was not what I was looking for mm -hmm. even though I loved cutting and I loved shape and I loved all that sort of thing and then when she started talking to me and telling me about what she did which was kind of similar to what I do now except she had a salon mm. so she was out in the studio 
two or three days a week working with brands and then back in the, in the, um, in the salon a couple of days a mm-hmm. week. She came to me with a really great job offer and explained to her kind of how it was and, and, yeah, then I sort of fell into it. So then when we would be on studios, obviously I'd be seeing the makeup artists work. I can draw and I can paint. Um, I, had a, I have a flair for photography. I did a photographic course at oh. ACP, which was up in Paddington at the time, and I was, you know, I had a really photographic eye, so I, I kind of saw things in photographs. Mm. Watching the makeup artist work, I just was kind of like, wow, that's really cool. I feel like I could really do that. Um, and uh, so I just started to experiment and to play. Um, I met a makeup artist who lives in L.A. Uh, her name's Natasha Severino. She's one of my best friends. She's my mentor. And um, she started teaching me about product and what it was because I knew nothing about makeup, mm. where it went, basically how to work it. Um, and so she taught me those kind of basics, but ultimately I'm self-taught. I love that. I learned what all those, what those products were. I learned where they went and mm. I just started applying them. Um, where did you get the hand? You know how the one thing I noticed when you did my makeup, you use your fingers and hands a lot and you like soften the product into the face. Yes. Is, that, is that self-taught or is that? I think we all do it. A little bit. Yeah. I, I like to do, uh, in the beginning, I did it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I hold a paintbrush like, I hold a makeup brush like you would a paintbrush. I love that. Got that right way around. Yeah. So I hold it quite long mm-hmm. and, you know, I mm-hmm. kind of, I do really paint and I guess that's just because I'd learnt that to way. hold a brush like that. Yeah. So I started doing makeup like that and I guess a lot of, there was not a lot of that happening um, and I, I love working with watercolours so I love to kind of blend things around mm. and obviously that blending comes with the fingers. Mm. Um, you know, when you were painting you'd add water and you'd get that kind of watercolour blend but I would do it with my fingers by either smearing it or patting it in. or So that's kind of how that started and it was a big part of my the beginning of my career because I guess a lot of people here were you know it was a little bit more kind of blocky and a little bit more makeup artisty where I was kind of blending it into faces and I was making it I was making the makeup fit the face rather than trying to change the face too much with the makeup like with hard lines and stuff um so that's where my love of the fingers kind of came in and warming it up and making the skin and the makeup one which was yeah. what I wanted to do. I wanted to make, oh, okay, because this is probably the best way to explain it. I wanted to make girls look beautiful rather than the makeup look great. So for yeah. me, if you looked at someone that I did and you were like, wow, she looks beautiful or she looks cool, that is what I want rather yeah. than you go, oh, wow, the makeup looks good. Yeah, yeah. Because to me that doesn't, it means the makeup's not fitting her yeah. face. I want it to fit. So how did you go from, so you're, you're seeing makeup artists work and you're seeing kind of like, yeah, this is something I think I could do. I've got this passion for painting and drawing. How do you then make the leap from that, from like working with hair and then going, stuff that I'm going to get. So you started like practising on mates and stuff? Or? Yeah, exactly. Started testing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was assisting. So I was working on studio uh, with and shoots with my hair person mm-hmm. as I started out with, but also then I started working with makeup people. Awesome. Um, so I was getting the technical training by watching mm-hmm. a very established and very, very talented artists. I managed to assist three of the biggest makeup artists in this country straight yeah. off the mark, um, which is very rare. Yeah. So quickly. I mean, sometimes it takes 
um, assistance, hair and makeup assistance, years to get in with those people. But I was lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I managed to get in. And I guess, you know, now that I look back, maybe they saw that I had something raw, that there was something there mm. that they also wanted to kind of be a part of. Because, I mean, for me now as an established artist, when I choose my assistants, like, you know, there are certain things that I look at and those things in my mind add up to them being an amazing artist, which is also slightly it's a reflection on me. So obviously totally. I want to choose that person that I feel like is going to A, gain information off me really quickly and B, become really great from that. Um, so I think they saw something in me like that. But making the bridge, there was no bridge. There is okay. no bridge. I just made it up. I l- so I you just literally every day was just like let's. I made it up. I didn't have that training yeah. so I didn't have that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just start putting things on and if it didn't work, I would start manipulating it to make it work. And I, it was like, oh, should I put cream in that? Or should I put some fixed spray in that? Or should I put a moisturizer over that? Or should I warm it in? Or oh, should I put another shadow on top and make it sharper? It was all trial yeah. and error. The way you even speak about it does feel more like an artist than some someone like technically like, well, this much goes, you know what I mean? If, yes. if the way you speak to me is like, well, now a woman's face is your canvas. Yes, 100%. And I say that all the time. It is. I'm not a technical person. Mm. So if you hand me something technical in hair and makeup, um, I am probably the not, not the best pick for that um, because I don't have yeah. that step one, step two, step yeah. three format. I'm kind of like, yeah, I can look at what you're showing me what to do, mm. but I wouldn't be able to kind of I wouldn't have that um, that really technical training or technical mind to kind of recreate that or do that. Like I'm more like this is the essence. Yeah. What can you do yeah. to make it us? It sounds like as well you come, the People, a lot of people talking now about this idea of business isn't like you go to uni, you finish a degree, you then get into a business. It's much more intuitive now. And it almost seems like you've from the get-go kind of like trusted and followed your intuition. Mm-hmm. My question is, and I don't know if anyone's trust. asked you this before, trust? <laughs> trust, wow, I don't know. <laughs> I think, no, but my question is you've always seemed to me every time whether I've seen you at an event or I've seen like quite with you personally, you've got this when we speak about essence, your essence is like, I know who I am. I really like, I like who I am. Not, not in an ego way, just like, this is me. Mm. I'm confident. And I think that you need to be able to take that essence with you when you're, you know, working with a new client or, you know what I mean? Like it's this, and people listening, like, I think like self-confidence is a bit of a thing, but it's just like this knowingness within you of like, no and one I, is a hundred percent self confidence though. That's yeah, that's true. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and as as maybe as together as I look or as confident as I look, I mean, I am confident. I have as as I've gotten older, I've become more confident. Mm-hmm. But I I have always have been quite confident, I would mm-hmm. say. But what's happening on the outside is not what is always happening on the inside. Totally. And I think the more confident a person comes along, as or comes up as being, and the more. Um, you know, um, together, together or, you know, um, outspoken or all those things. On the inside, generally, they're the complete opposite. opposite yeah. And they're using that as a facade. Yeah, totally. Um, to protect themselves. And I think I am very much like that. Like you said to me, you were a little nervous when I arrived because, I, you know, you were not quite sure what to do. But as soon as I started talking to you, there was a warmth and there was a connection mm. with you. And I think that's kind of the the juxtapose or whatever of, of me. Mm, I like I am quite soft and I yeah. am quite 
sensitive and I am quite gentle and I look probably the opposite to all of that. Uh, random question, what's your star sign? I'm a Capricorn. Are you a Capricorn? I'm a Capricorn, That yes. means it's your birthday. Has it been or no, is it soon? My birthday is in um, a couple of weeks. It's on the 16th. I love Capricorns. And I was on my way here and <laughs> I was sitting on the gram as you do. <laughs> Where is it? He's like, scrolling the gram. Oh, scrolling I took the a gram. screenshot of this. Um, is it a Capricorn? Yes. So Capricorns, for people listening, are an earth sign. I'm a Virgo, so I'm an earth sign as well. So I love other earth signs. But Capricorns are considered one of the hardest working star signs. Yes. And my no mom My mum describes uh, Capricorns as up shit creek without a paddle. <laughs> With no. love a struggle. <laughs> we love it. But I think the Capricorns see it through. Like they will be like, no, I can get this shit done. We do. I can do it. We will see it through and we'll do it the hardest way because it's the right way, yeah. which is why I just love that term so much. I'll shut up shit creek without a paddle. But on my way here, I saw this little quote um, and it's on uh, the mantra co and I just really loved it. It's about Capricorn January mantra. Um, this, is, this is my year of dreams coming true. And I was like. Oh, yeah. Bring yes, it. I love this. Oh, this is your year. Okay. screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> adding that. I feel like there's a few things that are, I feel like I've been doing this for a long time, but the last six months for me, things have really changed and shifted and I'm really excited for what's happening this year. And I really do. When I saw that, I was just like, yeah. it made it, just a little bit of truth there for me. I love my head. I mean, I don't know whether it's going to be 100% true. But it will be. It will be. I loved it. My next question, so I don't know where this fits in your timeline exactly, but we spoke about it uh, in the past. You've done time living in Los Angeles as well, is that correct, LA? I have lived in New York, Paris, London. Um, I've done work in Germany, Tokyo, Italy, um, just went to Israel. I saw. Um, I've worked around. I've been around. But have you done time living in the States? Yes, yeah, how was that? LA, I didn't. I, I didn't live there that long. Yeah, I lasted six months. That's still solid. Yeah, it's probably the least I've been any of those places. You're more New York. I liked New York. Yes. Look, I really, I, I really love LA. And I love the lifestyle there. Um, you know that whole desert beach, life. Yeah. It's very me with the beach kind of in. Um, I think mentally I was not in the right place uh, to be there. Um, it was. It made me feel a little ill. Yeah, no, that makes no. That, <laughs> just with the way people would relate to you, I just don't think that um, it was where I was at. I was not in a in the right place in my head to be there, and I wasn't in a bad place. Mm. I just it was not um, melting with me, and yeah. um, I did good there. I did some really great celebrity, and that's what I was there for. And I had mm. a really great time, and I still go back and do bits and bobs. Mm. Um, but uh, it's not really that. It's not it was not the place for me. Yeah, no, and I've heard a lot of people say say yeah. that about But LA. never say never, I may go back. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. Uh, and you've done all like a lot of international fashion weeks, is that right? Yeah, so I mean for quite a few years there I would do it twice a year. Wow. Uh, I took some time off um, and I recently started back up a couple of years ago. Mm. I just had some family things that I really wanted to be present for here and um, – uh, and, and also career things that were kind of going yeah. on that I felt like I needed to be here, like, you know, building my brand and whatnot. Um, but I am kind of back into doing um, the circuit now. Um, I'm just doing it once a year mm. um, because I have quite a lot of international clients and I go away quite a lot through the year. So 
be. You get I try to be. Best to be. I was talking to Matt, my boyfriend, he's like, ask him about Italy. Because <laughs> like, were you in Italy last year? Yeah, I was in Italy oh. at the end of last year in September. But you were shooting, right? You I were was working. over there working, yes. Um, so I went over there for a few weeks working and um, stayed on and I did a little uh, driving tour around an area called Puglia. That's where his mum was um, from. Which was just like mind-blowing. I've, I've done a lot of Italy. Mm. And, I mean, when I say a lot, I've done the majority of it. Mm. I just had not done that heel of the boot. You yeah, know, you would yeah. describe Italy as the shape of the boot. Yeah. I had not done that section. And to be completely honest with you, it is different. I mean, I feel like there's a similarity through Italy around from top to bottom, mm. even like even when you go down to Sicily. Um but that heel, the architecture, even though the language, mm. it's very different. And it really kind of like took me by surprise. Mm. I mean, I went um, to some pretty amazing villages that were like these little kind of um, rock huts. And then I went to this cave city and it was oh. just like so different. Yeah. It was like the, the little huts were kind of like nearly Turkish. Yeah. They were called yeah. trulies. And then I went to this cave city, which was kind of like Game of Thrones. Feels it feels like you're going back in time, right? It was like going back in time. Yeah. The city had been closed for 200 years or something, retired, yeah. and had not long opened up. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a really awesome little adventure and really blew me out of the water, caught me by surprise. A lot of people, when you speak to Italian people, because I date an Italian boy, when you meet an Italian, they'll be like, oh, where, what, where is his family from? Yes. And on Christmas Day we eat a, a traditional Puglia, like from – because his family grew up like in poverty, his his mum's parents, and they eat this like weird kind of like it's delicious though. It's like this turkey and bread pudding as a main, almost like a turkey lasagna but with bread instead of pasta and that is like from her local little village and that was oh. uh, like a peasant food. Is the bread like a focaccia looking thing? Like I think not so. A I th- they get really upset yeah, when you call yeah, it a focaccia. Yeah. It's, they call it something else. Yeah, I think so. Well, I only see the finished product. But I break right. all my gluten rules that day. I'm like, bring it on. His mum's name's Lucy. I'm like, bring it on, Lucy. <laughs> so I want to, before I dip into like you quickly, before we started, mentioned like the failure lesson kind of like, and I love your ethos around all of it. But um, has there been a moment, and this is a real like upper, but has there been a moment in your career where you're like, how the F is this happening? Right? Like that pinch yourself moment? Because looking at like your history and all the things you've done, I'm like, that'd be a moment for me. That'd be a moment. That'd be, Mm. I feel like there are so many, you've got so many highlights, but is there ever been a moment when you're on set and you're just like, how is this like, you know, and like, even Mm. like I'll have little moments in my career and I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, you work, you're a Capricorn. You work very hard to get to where you are. I understand that. But you've got to have. practical in my thoughts. Yeah, you are. I don't really think like that. Yeah, you don't. I'm the dreamy. You're you're not a dreamy like that when it comes to work. I mean, I dream, there are things that I really do dream about Mm. um, and that I will be dreamy about, like my work or like, you know, like a love moment or, but it's not like, that work is very practical to me and, mm. and very functional and I, I I have steps in my mind. I, in my head, am only as good as my last job. I don't see things a 100 jobs back. I do have to remind myself if I get a little kind of like down in my head because that last job was not amazing, mm. that they have been amazing things that have mm. happened throughout my career and to try and focus on them. But ultimately me as a person, I focus on my last job and that is my gauge of wow. who I am or where I sit yeah. or what my level is. 
So would you say you're hard on yourself? Then? I am very hard on myself. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, whoa, that's like a hard worker. That's a very hard yeah. worker's mentality. Mm-hmm. It's great and it's something to uh, aspire to for people, but it's also like um, everyone, like that's just equanimity. That's yes. the ebbs and flows of life. There are going to be the odd jobs where you're totally. like, oh, I wish that went a little bit better. Or, and often things are out of your hands, especially when if you're a makeup artist, you've got talent, you've got producers, you've got the client, you've got maybe you're at a location and something yes. is not on time or something's missing or something like yes. I imagine you're kind of juggling a lot of things in the air that some of the stuff is probably out of your control if something doesn't go totally to plan. It is. There's a lot out of a lot that is out of my control. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, like I don't, my job, I don't really have anything tangible at the end of the day. I don't have a hole or I don't have a building. I just have that feeling and mm. maybe that picture or maybe that connection like I had with you mm. where, you know, we, we had this beautiful connection. Mm. I have that feeling. So that's really all that, that is there for me, you know? So I guess. That is why it's, you know, it influences me so much and is how I kind of see things. I imagine any artist would speak very similarly though because there's not like, yes, there might be a piece of art that's the tangible thing at the end of it, but they're not necessarily doing it for that tangible thing. It's the There's an amazing free surfer called David Rastovich and he's like at the end of a wave, he's like, I don't have anything to hold on to. I don't bring anything home. He's like me. Like you washed yours off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You washed your hair, it's gone. He just flicks off the back of that wave. Yeah. Gone. It's so funny and he said but that feeling of being having the freedom to live that way, Mm. he said I want to live that way for as long as I can. Which is pretty, it's a very powerful and a very kind of like spiritually awakened way to live if you think about it because it's not materialistic at all. Very cool. No, but also as well you're constantly looking for that, aren't you? You're constantly striving for that and driving towards that. Well, that's your Capricorn as well. It's like, like, like I think you're... Hardest working but super driven, like Mm -hmm. star sign-wise. So when you came in here, you talked about this idea of like, Every day you rock up onto a shoot or have a new gig or you're looking after new talent, there's mm-hmm. almost this feeling of like, every, like you think about when we go for a, I don't know, a job, job interview or you're starting something for the first time, first day of work, you get that. And, and it's that feeling of like, I could fail, I could, I could fuck this up, I could, I could, uh, I could. You get that every day. Every day is like starting a new job. Like you said, I don't really know what is going to happen. I mean, yeah, there are clients that I work with a lot um, and there are models that I work with a lot and celebrities I work with a lot. But ultimately every day is like starting a new job. Are they going to like me, Mm. you know? Um, Am I going to get on well with them? Am I going to be able to read them and give them the right kind of, you know, side of myself back so that they enjoy working with me? Um, So that is definitely something that I deal with every single day. Can I do the job? Am I going to see what they're showing me and be able to interpret that right? Are they going to like my interpretation um, so there's those, those are going through my head every single day. And I mean, it's not a bad thing. I think I do thrive on that. I was about slightly. to say, do you do like, like that, that feeling? But it still is there. 
Yeah. And it still is something that I am dealing with every day. And sometimes, it, you know, it does make you feel a little queasy in your tummy or yeah. you do feel a little nervous or maybe a bead of sweat does run down yeah. the side of my temple. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, when I look back at that, I kind of at that point get a little kick out of it. Totally. Yeah. Maybe not so much when it's happening. Yeah. But I also think that I am someone that is able to do that. I do feel like that I am quite in tune and I am quite fast with getting in tune with people's personalities and what they want to see out of me and what they like. I do feel like that is a talent of mine and um, I kind of like get a kick out of that as well. So Yeah, that's also intuition, yeah. understanding human behaviour. Yes. And I think one thing I'm learning about you is like I've always known you're super creative, like I've been very aware of that, but you've also got the smarts. So you put creative and smarts together. You, you're you almost like although you don't have something tangible to show at the end of the day, you are a, a, quite a force to be reckoned with because mm-hmm. you've got a purpose, you're very clear on that purpose and you've got that kind of like it's almost like you know what, this is a yoga word, you know what your dharma is, you know what your purpose is, you know what your, and I know it's a, it's a good combo to have that, yes. the strength of like, because a lot of creatives will be creatives but quite whimsical and like well, we're just talking a bit dreamy and yeah. a bit, and they'd often, they often the ball. Yeah. They're able to put their, their art into place. Yeah, Totally. 100%. Yes. I, My mum told me when I was super, when I was super young, um, she was like, what did she say? Um, Stick to what you know. Mm. work out what you're good at and stick to it. And I know what I'm good at. I know that I'm good with personality. I know that I have a very particular style which I've created. I know that I'm good at it. And within that kind of, you know, give or take a little bit, I stay within that. Totally. And, and this is this is where I want to see the and explore how your strength almost takes on this whole new level. And I used to watch you in that um being Lara Bingle reality <laughs> show. And yes. you I remember you were like Glamming her up in the back of a car or a cab yeah. and, like, she'd be like, I just want to lose five kilos. And you're like, look, I've got lip gloss in my hand right now. You know, like, it just, <laughs> do you remember all this? Like, it was. It, it, I'm a makeup artist, it, not a cosmetic yeah. surgeon. <laughs> There's no, no lunchtime light by in this backseat, sister. So breathe in. So amazing. I still remember seeing, I still remember that, seeing that and thinking, oh, my, and in that moment being a young I was quite a young girl when I was watching because that would be, what, 2000? It would be a while ago now, that reality show. It's like seven lifetimes ago, yeah. Right. I'm not even sure. It would be at least ten years ago. Totally. And I remember watching it going, I loved it because I was like, I can relate to that feeling. Oh, I just want that five kilos. Yeah. Like I remember relating to that feeling and then you kind of like breaking the ice, listen, going like we've got to work with what we've got here. <laughs> like, And it was just. But also was, picking her up. Totally. And that is my relationship with most of my clients. Like I'm the closest person to them at that point. Yeah. So, and they're generally going through a lot of there's a lot of fear rattling through their head at the time because, you know, like Lara in that situation, she would be rolling out of the back of that car onto a red carpet in an outfit and there would be 200 people there and then a million people behind those cameras and every single one of them have an opinion and would be judging her. So they go through a lot in their mind and, you know, to get themselves to be as confident to go out there and do it. So my a big part of my job is, you know, is, is to be 
instill confidence in them and tell them that I believe in them and tell them that I think that they look really beautiful and and them having a trust that I am telling the truth. I am very truthful. And a lot of people can't handle that. I do tell, I do, I am very direct. And I love that about, about you. But it's <laughs> like, you will always know where you stand with me. And, um, and, you know, nine out of 10 times, if I'm there, I believe in you. And I think that what I'm saying is 100% Legit, true, you know. Yeah. And also as well, I love beautiful, strong, powerful women mm. and to watch, to be with a woman and to get her ready and to see her in that vulnerable period and then watch her walk out there oh, yeah. onto national TV or out in front of a crowd and fucking own that shit. Yeah. I Give love that so much. Yeah. It just... It's, I just love it. You're like the MVP, the most important player in that reel. Like in the, in the, Sometimes, in this, yeah. but in the set, like if you talk about that moment, like say you've got a red carpet event, like say client X has got a red carpet event, they're feeling anxious, there's a bit of self doubt, or they're worried about what those 200 people behind the camera is going to write about them or yep. say about them or think about them. Yep. And you've got this window of time right before when they're, they're literally raw, they're, they've got no makeup on, they're, you're going to be seeing them, but they're most vulnerable. <laughs> and then you've got them, and, and although you're doing makeup, like yes. you're also like almost like, prepping their whole essence to go out onto that red carpet as yes. opposed to... It's such a fine time. balance. Yeah. I am making them look great. I'm making them feel great about themselves. I'm giving them confidence in what they're seeing yeah. is great. But I'm ultimately also, like, I'm I'm giving them what hopefully is what the energy that they want, whether it's a really calm energy to bring their energy down so that they can think clearly so that they can get their lines right, mm. say what they need to say or, you know, do what they need to do, whatever it may be, um, and then also, like without distracting them or being too much or, or annoying them. Um, so, yeah, it's a really fine balance for me. And, yeah, a lot of clients will also, not only the girls will choose me because of that, but a lot of clients will as well because I'm able to, you know, Bring make the, the environment well. right mm. for her to be the best that she can. And I love that yeah. kind of balance and I just love seeing women in those positions it's so cool and exhilarating and you know people just don't realize like what has happened before for them to get there you know yeah and to That's do what they set. do yeah like recently i did jackie o for the mask Jackie's i was watching all your stuff on yeah on radio she's not in the forefront it's not mm. visually about her it's about the way that she thinks mm. and it's about her voice and I just adore her and I always have. I listen to the radio station. I'm like number one fan of hers. Mm. And um, we worked she's on a couple of She's stunning as well, P.S. She's beautiful. Yeah. She, and uh, so, yeah, she asked me to do it. I've never really done a full TV show like that before mm. because I've never been able to commit. It was in a really great time frame that I could work into. And um, so I said yes because I love her. Mm. Every single day Jackie let me do a completely and utterly mm. different look. Totally, I and these remember. were looks that she's never done before. I mean, for a woman that doesn't do this every day, mm. that takes balls. Totally. That takes guts. She did it with and the, the fashion so as well, admirable. I noticed. And her fashion. So yeah. it, was, it was just not only her out, her hair and makeup, mm. it was her outfit as well. It was a complete and utter package. look. And every day we were coming up with a completely different yeah. look and style. And to do that is so ballsy because most women who even do that every day just want to stay within mm. the realm of their natural style because – 
they don't want to be thrown too much into criticism because things can go really wrong. So for me to work with someone like Jackie that was just like, okay, high ponytail today, you're going to run gaffer tape around the top of the ponytail and we're going to put you in a pink, you know, dress, blah, 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 off the shoulder and I'm going to do a neon pink lip and I'm going to draw your eyebrows on at the end because depending on how tight I get your hair up and high, we'll gauge on how how we do your eyebrows because we don't really look too angry. Like most people would freak out at that. Yeah, it's just, just like, just take like, me. And she'd look at herself in the mirror and she was so, wow. Like It was perfect for that show as well though because there was that kind of like freedom exactly. to take it any way you wanted to, I exactly. felt. yes. Well done. But I ultimately that takes guts. Yeah. But that also is, to bring it back to you, that is also a reflection of you because everyone's putting their trust in you, not just Jackie but also the stylist, the team. Because you would have been Management, hired by that team. Producers, yeah. directors, everyone. Yeah. 100%. Yes. So my question, my next question comes back to like you, you have totally bridged this kind of like step between Max the makeup artist to Max May, you're a brand within yourself now mm-hmm. and you're booked like you were just saying direct mm-hmm. as well. Like I know even the Mitsubishi shoot, I was like, can we get Max? And they're like, yeah, we're going to do it. Like that's because you're known for you and for yes. who you are and, yes, the feeling you give people. But, I mean, how do you go? Because like are there any naysayers? Like how do you go from, okay, I'm number five on the call sheet and I'm doing rock up this time, I'm doing hair and makeup and I'm mm-hmm. jetting to we're going to like – Max's. Yeah. Well, it went from me deal. as being a makeup artist, yeah. just being on a shoot, being part of that mm. team, doing my job, stylist doing their job, maybe the hair was doing their job, mm. photographer taking the photographs, client giving us, you know, um, an idea of how they want everything to look and to come together and then, you know, going into a campaign or a kettle, blah, 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 to me kind of, you know, working as an educator, so working with different cosmetic yeah. brands, presenting in front of beauty editors, talking about these new products coming out, um, maybe, you know, um, uh, also... You sent me your Nude by Nature stuff too. It's so good. Totally. And then, you know, working with a brand, creating their TVCs on how to apply or digital on how to apply and how to use product. Um, and then I started doing my blog. Yeah. Um, so I started writing, talking about what I was doing, talking about new products, things that I loved, how I'd use them. Then that kind of just took off um, and then started working with the brands in developing products and trialing and testing them and um, that side of things, packaging, is it functional? How does the product work? Does mm. it last? I mean, these were all things that kind of, I mean, it sounds like it happened super fast, but it didn't. And there was no real road for me. I just knew that I wanted to do more than go and stand on a studio floor at the side of the paper roll, watching the model work and looking at my makeup and making sure it was right. I wanted to do more. I felt like I could do more. I love products. I love the education behind them. Mm. I love the thought of the marketing and how they fit into what's happening in fashion and what's happening you know, on the pages of a magazine, there was more to it for me Mm. than that. Um, But there was no, no one had really done that here. So there was no one really for me to talk about. I just knew that I wanted to do it and it was trial and error. Mm. I started the blog first, started working with brands, doing an education, writing about the products, 
And I started, you know, building and it, 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 there was a bit of a momentum. I was also working with a lot of different celebrities and fine-tuning their style. I mean, I did it with Lara. She went from a wag yeah. to being this fashion icon, yeah. you know. So I started working with a lot of other celebrities doing mm. that. Then I started working with department stores and Mecca and David mm. Jones and, and it just kind of ricocheted. But ultimately there's not been really any path for me, um, no kind of steps. This is how it's done. There was not really anyone to to tell me how to do it. I just did it and I had a go and not everything worked out. Maybe I didn't look the best doing all of the things. Maybe a lot of people didn't like what I was doing or didn't like the result, but ultimately I was just trying so that the second time it would come around, if if I got that opportunity Mm. the second time, you know, if it worked then and most of it did that's when it kind of like took that next step Mm. do you know what I'm saying so it was very difficult it was was a lot of noises in my head of like am I doing the right thing should I be doing this should I is this going to ruin my opportunity of just being a makeup artist and working until I'm 60 like Mm -hmm. this could throw everything to the wind um, and it was a big digital movement as well. Was totally. The fashion industry was really fighting. They were not liking especially creatives because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, suddenly now everyone's got an Instagram, they're a makeup artist or they're a photographer mm-hmm. or this. But I knew that it was going to be the future and I knew that I had to kind of grasp that somehow, get onto it as it was starting, mm-hmm. but still maintain myself fundamentally as just a makeup artist. So it was a really hard line to, it was a really hard balance for me to, you know, do new things over here and be this person but still manage that world that I'd come from so totally. they didn't resent me, yeah. I guess. Um, How do you feel like, so I saw you recently in Byron and you did an event like a makeup tutorial with Elle and yes. Spell. Yeah, and so masterclass. A masterclass but people were getting selfies with you after and someone <laughs> had the exact same tattoo that you have. and got yes. a, So like that's kind of that you're moving into that celebrity kind of space of where people really look up to you and yes. look to you as kind of like a beacon of light and guidance and things like that. How does it feel when you're kind of like, on that other side where you're living more that you are the brand, you are the celebrity? I mean, girls that I've worked with over the years have kind of given me um, an insight into that. So Mm. that has helped a lot. I mean, working with Lara and seeing her go from just being that, you know, you know, everyday girl into that super celebrity and mm. watching her handling it, you know, Jody and Jess and the ongoing and Nicole and the Kates and all mm. these people ongoing watching them, how they kind of like react to that and how they deal with that um, is has helped me a lot. Mm. But it feels weird because, I mean, ultimately I'm a makeup artist. I'm meant to be behind the scenes. That is kind of the the era that I also come from as well. Um, so it's been a little strange. But, I mean, with social media and this, like, mm. celebrity craze thing that everybody loves, a celebrity, mm. it has really put makeup artists and hairstylists as a whole and brought us out into the forefront. I mean, there are makeup artists out there that have massive brands like Charlotte Tilbury yeah. and, and Pat McGrath and they're like super duper celebrities. Mm. They're like more famous than the photographers and the models yeah. and, that they're working with, yeah. you know. Um, so it's quite extraordinary to come from an era where you weren't you weren't seen, you were behind them, yeah. behind the, 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 the curtains to becoming like super famous. I mean, not that I'm super famous, but I mean, yeah, yeah there were right. people at that event. Yeah. <laughs> Like me, oh my gosh. So, yeah, it's weird, uh, but it's kind of flattering. Um, 
it's definitely it's it's definitely really flattering to walk into that environment, walk in that cactus garden and just oh. see 70 women that have yeah. like, you know, seen it on social media. And mm. Elle and I organized that masterclass a week beforehand. Really? So that, that's three days before Christmas we're talking because it happened on yeah. the 4th. Um, we organized to host that masterclass in the Cactus Garden at Spell with the girls at Spell. Um, and we filled that back room with nearly 70 women all of our sponsors came on board. We had a really awesome gift bag and to walk in and see all those brands supporting us yeah. and just see all those like beautiful women and guys that are super interested in Elle and I and what we're doing. It's like, it's really humbling and it's really, it's nice. It's pretty amazing and it's a testament to you guys. And one thing with you is like, you and Elle are kind of like this amazing force together as well. Like she pretty much only works with you and yes. she's, you're very much part of her whole look. Like yes. she's known for those like tossled, that tossled hair and that really like <laughs> sexy beach, like effortless beach look and yes. that's like you've created that. Yes. Well, we created that together. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were, can, we, we had, a, I met her actually while I was doing uh, Being Lara Bingle. Mm. I met her at the W Hotel. Lara was on the cover, I think, of like Cosmo or something and uh, Elle was there and she came up and introduced herself to Lara and and then uh, asked to meet me as well and Lara brought me out and we chatted for a little while and then a few weeks later we uh, she had an opportunity for a job that she says to me now that she thought was fit for me. You know? <laughs> I mean, really, who am I? Um, and I came over to her house and she was like, she was like, you know, this is what's th th you need to look on my fridge. I just need to tell you what's happening on my fridge. Like I'm not ashamed of it, but it's there <laughs> and I'm a super fan. And I was like, what? And I walk into the kitchen and there's like just all these paparazzi photos of me <laughs> and like in these strangest places. And then Lara and I and Jody and I and all, me with all these different kind of girls or whatever, like, mm -hmm. And, you know, magazines had done different style shots of me and there was this whole fridge full of these clippings. I was like, holy <laughs> shivers. I was like, wow. That's incredible. But I just really liked that vulnerability that she yeah. showed me and that she yeah. was not ashamed of that and I shouldn't be ashamed of that. No. And, um, and I just loved her style and she's one of the most incredible humans you'll yeah. ever meet. I'll say it here and I'll say it right now. She is literally one of the most incredible humans I have ever met. Mm. There is something so extraordinary about that woman and I just adore that. I listened to a really cool podcast with her and she talked about going to the Kim Kardashian event and yes. like getting a selfie with Chris Jenner or something like yes. she's like I Kim waited I waited in Chris. the bathroom or <laughs> something really or walked back in. There was like some bit where she like just was like, I'm a super fan and I'm proud of it. Yes. And I love that. It's like Owning, She's real. Yeah, you, you're owning all of that. And I've only worked with her on a few occasions and I'm always like, you're a champ. She's such a champ, such a champ and doing so much. My, like, I can't believe we're almost at the end. How crazy. It's gone fast, right? It's gone very fast. <laughs> um, I'm sure you get asked this a lot. I know you've done things in the past um, with products, but have you thought about your own range? Like I, sh I imagine that that's a natural yes. trajectory. You just mentioned Charlotte Tilbury. I have. I have. Um, I've done lots of collaborations mm. with lots of brands and yeah. I've worked on lots of product developments. Maybe it'll happen. Mm. I mean, I feel like it's a super saturated market. There's a lot of makeup yeah. artists out, out there doing it. I mean, I had some really similar, I had some really amazing ideas that, you know, that 
I, I have that are still in my bank right now yeah. of what I could do. Um, but uh, for me, I really love working with brands and with personalities and creating yeah. that um, and working with them in creating something. Never say never. I may come out with something. Um, but right now for me, what feels right is working with those brands and I want to pursue that totally. and do more collaborations. I work very closely and have a sponsorship with um, New by Nature, yeah. an Australian uh, makeup brand, natural, cruelty-free. So I love them. I love their ethos. I love everything that they do. I love mm. the colours. I've been working with them for years, but the last year I've started working with them. I mean, maybe I would like to, you know, bring out something with my name on it that's with them because yeah. I love that brand so much. And the values um, match up. Yeah, mm. totally. And there's some girls that are doing some awesome things that I think that I would like to kind of jump in on and mm. work as the makeup artist and the personality style yeah. thing and come out with products. Um I think that is more the right thing for yeah. me right now um, and the smart thing. And, it, yeah, it just, make, it just makes more sense to me than just to come out with a with a brand. Yeah. It's not really about that for me. It's about that connection and that purpose and I think that's where I sit. And it sounds like, again, coming out with this intuition, you kind of go with this feels right for me right now yeah. and you're not saying never to anything. You're just like no. this is what feels right for me right now and I'm totally. going to explore that. Yeah. There are so many, like, I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm going to run out of time and I've got to ask you a few more things. Uh, on the lessons and failures kind of like concept, have you ever been on a shoot or um, a work gig where you're like, mm, this doesn't fit, this is not feeling right today? Like whether it be there's somebody that's might not even be talent, but you have you, it, like, I don't know if it's talent or someone producing it and you're like, this person's a bit of a dick, I'm probably not going to work with them again. Have you had moments, and it doesn't mean that you've verbalised it, but have you had moments where you're like, like I know for me, like I've in the past I've worked with someone and they totally didn't pay me right and took me in for a ride and I was like, I will, will never work with that person again. And I don't necessarily kick up a fast but I'll just make a mental check of like because <laughs> I think people, when you're the master of your own ship, which is what you are, you're your own boss, you almost have to be able to navigate when you're getting mm. taken advantage of. Does that happen a bit or has it happened? Uh, I think. Nothing's, I mean, yes, to certain degrees. Mm. I mean, there have been many jobs with people that I think, oh, yeah, I don't really get on well with you or maybe there's clients with 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 um, styles that doesn't necessarily gel with mine mm. and I thought, oh, yeah, probably not the best person for this job or, you know, creatively or personality. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, you, you, you can't control that. Completely. Totally. totally. I mean, there's always going to be new clients and you're never really going to know. But, yeah, you learn by that and I generally will, when it comes around, I will be like, oh, God, I could take that money yeah. so easily. Yeah. Or I could take that little bit of kind of PR publicity that I've aligned with them, but you know what, I'm not going to because I want to love what I do and I want to walk, work, walk away um, feeling great. And like I said to you before, for me, walking away at the end of the day and feeling great about what I've done is 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 That's how okay. I judge myself as an artist and as a business person. That is the really the the thing that gauges me on. So would you say you're comfortable job. saying no? Yes. I'm very comfortable. I say no a lot. That's good. I have two management, but I have publicity, PR management and look after my digital and I have a management look after my um, creative side of things <laughs> and I say no to everything. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, God, you say no to everything. 
<laughs> but I think they know after maybe sometimes after a couple of goes, I will say then say yes after yeah. a few negotiations. But my, most of the time, they know everything. That's powerful though, and I think it's uh, it's that whole concept of marching to be your own drum. Like you're your own boss, so you've mm. got to have your own back. Yes, I just want to be happy, and I see so many people doing what I do that are not happy. Mm. Um, and I don't want to become that. I don't want to be bitter or I don't want to be angry. I don't want to, I want to wake up every day and love what I'm doing. Um, and I foresee being able to do that saying, by saying no. Awesome. I don't know it's if I so articulated that You totally right, articulated it right. I feel like that is, that is the number one priority for me. Totally. And my happiness. Speaking of happiness, Right when we came in, you were like, oh, I don't really, relationships is not something that I'm like, oh, it's a pinnacle. I want it. The way you said the way that relationships fit into your life, I think is really, really cool, especially for people that are really working on their career and wanting to mm. give that their <laughs> all. Um, do you remember what you said about? I love love and I love being in love and everybody wants to be loved, mm. but I love my life. I have a great life. Uh, probably the best place, best position in my life. I am happy with who I am mm. as a person. Um, I like who I am. I like my life and I don't need anyone to make my life better. If they fit into my life and I fit into theirs, then so be it. Yeah. But I don't need someone to make my life better. So I'm not out there looking for love or looking for a relationship. But I think that's very yeah, powerful. Without saying cold. No, you don't sound cold at all. <laughs> yes. And obviously they've got to love Italian greyhounds, right? Yes. Well, I have my dog, exactly. <laughs> and he, he, believe it or not, he's a dog that can actually cuddle. Like I saw. He actually puts his <laughs> paws around my neck and he cuddles in. So, you know, I've got that. Yeah, totally. And he's a pretty hard, he's some pretty stiff comp. Oh, Frank. He's getting mad. My boyfriend was like, is Frank coming? Uh, I really <laughs> wanted to bring Frank, but I was shooting just around the corner so I couldn't go home and get him. But I really wanted to bring him uh, so him and I could just hang out. I know. He's incre- He's the coolest Two little Italian. I know. <laughs> Stutting around. They kind of got the same build of Totally. Hard, don't they? 100%. Yeah. I need to have a look at Matt and the way he walks to see if he's a little. Got little a little stride. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> um, last, lucky last question is, and you've probably got projects that you can't talk about, but, and you're already kind of doing exactly what you love now. Mm-hmm. And you have been the artist of your career and of your mm-hmm. life. But, you know, what if we fast forward to like a couple of years from now? With like, is anything because yeah. because I feel like you're. What would I like to achieve? Yeah, but also you've built, you're in this phase where you've really like in the last few years really built yourself as a brand mm-hmm. and confidently, honestly, from a very vulnerable, real, open space. Like, and that's why I think a testament to your success. So yeah, where like do you see that growing in a couple of years' time? Like, what's the goal? Um. I, I mean, I don't know if I have exact goals. I don't, I don't specific goals right now. I love what I'm doing. I'd like to work with more brands in product development. I'd like to maybe come out with some products again that my name is kind of, you know, on or attached with those brands. Um, I would like to maybe um, turn all of my work on my blog into something hard covered. Oh, um, yeah. That could be something cool. I so, like you know, that. through the through the 
the eras and over the last 15 years mm. and do like something cool like diary-esque or something. Mm. I knew you were going to ask this question, so I was thinking about it on the way. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm constantly constantly uh, growing and constantly doing things. I just would like to the opportunity to keep doing that, to keep coming home at the end of the day and being happy and loving what I've done that day, um, just having great people around me, great mm. friends um, and travelling. I love travelling. I want to keep doing more and more of that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there are a few things that I would like to do is grow with, keep growing with the brands that I'm working with and, mm. and, and um you know, maybe start developing something cool with them. And, totally. Yeah. You have this really innate ability where you kind of stay in your own lane mm-hmm. and yet you're in a market where, you know, there are makeup artists out there and there are people building brands out there and you you you're, have this ability to just be you, stay in your lane and, and you don't really get caught up in the drama ever, really. Like you're just like, what's your advice people listening? I promise this will be the last question. I know I said that about the other no, question it's all good. before. Um, but for people that are kind of like they've got a dream, they've got a goal or they're working on, they may be a makeup artist, they may mm-hmm. be who know, like an influencer. How do you not get caught up? Like how do you stay in your own lane and not get caught up in the sound around you? Wow. I don't know. Because I think you do that very well. However yeah, you do that. I s- I think I do. Yeah, I definitely stay in my lane. I definitely stick to what I know and what I'm good at. Um, I mean, I also am quite like opinionated and and quite strong in my thoughts and and my opinions. Um, So, I mean, not always am I like keeping my nose clean. I mean, (laughs) to get myself into trouble. So maybe it's just not seen as much. Um, I definitely don't get involved in things that I'm not like I don't go to events that I don't have a purpose for, like if I don't work for that brand yeah. or if I'm not like aligned with that brand or it's not beauty related or mm. something to do with me, I don't just go to anything to go to anything to be seen. It has yeah. to be a client or I have to be working for them or there has to be some sort of alignment there for me. Mm. Um, so I think that kind of helps. I mean, I'm not really, I don't really care whether I go or not either. Like it's mm. generally more of a, a business, uh, like business um reason that I'm there so I'm not hungry for it like that I mean that's massive though the amount of people and influence especially in Melbourne you'll often (laughs) see this no that's perfect because even in Melbourne you'll go to an event and you'll see the exact same set of people at every event and it's like well what's the purpose yeah I don't get maybe they do have a purpose I don't know I mean but for me there's no if there's no reason for me to be there there's no reason for me to be there I'm better off at home (laughs) you know like doing prepping for the next day or like you know, working out what I'm going to do on a a big editorial I'm Mm. doing in a week or so or, you know, if I'm doing like a tour with a celebrity, like working out my looks, Mm. then going to an event and being seen on a red carpet or, you know, going to a party and just to be a part of the in-group or whatever. I I just don't think I really have a drive for that. Yeah. I mean, I am able to really work in that environment and I am able to do what I need to do in that environment, but I definitely don't have that, like, need to, to be there. Yeah. No. So I don't really know how to answer that question. I just think that, like, you just got to be who you are and be real and don't get caught up in what anyone else is doing or what other people are saying because it's never going to work for you. Um, just work out who you are, what makes you happy um, and where you want to be and just try and a picture in your head the breakdown of how or the steps of how it's – to get you to that point and where you what you need to touch and do and say to get to there and just try and stay to that and stay true to who you are. Don't let anyone change that because that will screw you. 
I love it. You've totally, there's wise advice from Max May, the Capricorn. (laughs) Practical, straight to the point. No, it's amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been an honour to have you here. I've totally fangirled as well, which I knew I would, but I'm wrapped because you've been on my, like, to do, we've been trying to do this for a few months. So I've been looking forward to this. This has been great. I love listening to your pods. I love listening to you talk. I'm such a great fan of your work. I mean, even my mum has your cookbooks. and uh, yeah, I'm mm. also a huge fan. So it's an honor to uh, to come here yeah. and to chat to you, and for you to be interested in what I'm Mate, doing. So but interesting. also really like cool to see you doing such awesome, amazing things. Like, how many books do you have now? Like podcasts and your own TV shows, radio shows. Like, it's extraordinary. You're an inspiration. No, you are, but and, thank you. Uh, <laughs> very right. inspiring for me, and um. also, babe. Oh, just hang out with me all the time, please. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. Um, Everybody here, I'm going to put links in all the show notes for everything to do with Max. And so he'll be, you can learn everything you want to learn. The blog is unreal. I've learned so much from it. And thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Big Big love. love. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yummo Lollaberry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love.